When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Brian with Tupac Radio. And, you know, after three simulcast episodes, we got the sound right. We got the sound right. It took a little time. It took a little time. The problem was with this organ podcast, the beginning of the show just kind of fell into the ether. Into the lost tapes where uh, I may or may not have said that Jane Delora was one of the best quarterbacks in the Pac-12 last year. I mean, you don't you don't know if that actually happened. I don't know if that actually happened because it is gone. It was it was never recorded, and it fell into the the abyss like Gandalf with that Balrog just falling down. So with that said, we have eighty um, percent of our organ preview and a hundred percent of our organ state preview. I hope you enjoy them. We will continue to do previews until the beginning of the season, in which case we will be just cranking out cranking out podcasts. So behold, have a wonderful time, and I hope you enjoy the show. I might have, I'm, I guess I'm waffling back and forth because what I saw on television, and I watched a lot of the Oregon games, uh, yeah. it, it's likely it was because it was the big games against UCLA and Washington that really jumped out right. as being like, oh, this offense, well, this defense sucks. Well, yeah, it depends on who you're playing. Like, right. They played two of the most prolific offenses in the country and gave up a lot of points, but you know, what can we, like... It's just interesting to see what we can expect because the the defensive line returns, right? And they add they add the tackle, right? Um, I think the linebackers are interesting ish. They bring in some transfers. They brought in a guy from Iowa. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of four star guys that are in the background. They brought in a Jordan Birch from South Carolina, who's supposed to be a really good pickup. Obviously, Mace Foon is still there, right? So and then, but behind them it's like all it's like the the transfer from ASU and a bunch of four star freshmen and redshirt freshmen. Yeah, they could be good, but that that front seven is just interesting to me. I don't, I don't quite know what to what to make of it yet. They, I mean, even if when you go back to like when they had uh, you know Thibodeau, like they don't ever seem to be like the sum the sum of their parts seems lesser than you would expect right like yeah yeah and i feel i feel like i mean since um oh who's the guy that went to boise state it was the defensive coordinator Andy Avalos. yeah since avalos like it's been a bit of that you know um and even guys that were like man deruder went to Texas Tech and was really good. He was bad at Oregon, right? Like they just, they seem to have, they seem to just, we talk about like development, you know, like I just, um, I think they struggled a little bit with defensive development, right? Like even with the guy, I mean, like um, 
the guy that got drafted, you know, off of their, Christian the, Gonzalez. yeah, Christian Gonzalez, the transferred him from Colorado, right? Like even with him, they stunk. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> you, even with him, you could throw all over Oregon for the most part. Right. And like, that's really, I mean, yes, you did face, but like these numbers that we have in beta rank are opponent adjusted, right? Like that's, what's important is like, they're actually controlling for who you played. Um, so like, yeah, they played some good offenses, but they didn't do that well against them. Right. Like, and they also didn't do that well yeah. against some bad offenses like Washington state. I mean, like that Washington state game was, was bonkers, but they also let cam ward look like he knew what he was doing for a while, which almost no one did last year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I think the thing to like, if, if you're the glass half full is that there should be, t- I mean, the talent's all over. Like you look at this again, like I mentioned, if this is, I don't think there's anybody on this roster Maybe, uh, maybe I don't remember Casey Rogers. He came over from Nebraska. I don't know what, but like basically everybody that I'm looking in the two deep, it has is is a four star or or better or, yeah. or a transfer that has played. So there's there's a world where the defense improves in the second year, um, and particularly like up in up in front where that that was the strength. I mean, you strength almost in air quotes, but the strength of the defense was the front seven that could improve. Yeah. Um, but going over to the left, like you know. Uh, Bridges, the cornerback. I don't think he was really that good last year, and now you're now you you lose Christian Gonzalez to your point, uh, Rob, and you bring in you know Dante Manning, who was a backup. Now he was a five star backup, so he he could really pop this year. We don't know. Yeah. Um, and transfers, right? You bring in a, a backup from Alabama, and those those are coin flips, like at best, I think, with some of those Alabama castoffs. Right. Uh, I just um. I mean, Jaleer Florence is, I mean, uh, they bring in Nico Reed, like a, like a a quarter from Colorado. Yeah. I mean, that's like, it feels like, listen, like the transfer portal is wonderful. Like you can go in and get a bunch of players, but it's also like it. I mean, look, this is how I would do it. Right. Like I would try to get not just guys that I liked. I would also, if I was really knew I needed to fill some spots, bring in a lot of guys. Right. Like, um, because chances are you're going to hit on somebody. Um, but it, it just, I don't know. It feels like, again, like the def- this defense should just be better. Like you just kind of feel like you look across these players and like, what are they doing? Um, you know, like, and, and to your point of like, they need to generate a better pass rush. They struggled last year with that. They need to generate, like, that's going to help the coverage, but they, I mean, they struggled a lot in coverage last season. That, that's what kind of worries me is like, I think when you run through it, you know, is that like, there's not, there's some things that like you could see getting better. And, and again, like they weren't, they weren't in a spot where they were, you know, like the worst uh, you know, like, you know, they're still a, a, a decent team overall. I think if you look at like their, um, you know, like relative to Pac-12 defenses, which were horrible. So like for them, improvement, like is probably getting up into the 20 ish. Right. But like, if you have a defense yeah. in the twenties, like you could like this Oregon offense takes a step forward this season, let's say you get the defense up into the twenties. That's maybe good enough to get to the Pac 12 and get a playoff spot. You go into the you go into the playoff with a defense in the twenties. Like you yeah, better like hope you have a TCU lucky game in that semifinal. Yeah. Cause <laughs> at some great. point you're gonna get what happened to TCU in the final, right? Like you have a defense that bad, you're just gonna get punched in the mouth a lot. 
right? Yeah. Um, and so far, I think Oregon's what Oregon's aspiration. I mean, like Phil, Phil Knight wants a national title more than anything in the history of the world before he passes. Um, you know, and I think Oregon. I don't know that it's quite like national title or it's not national title or bust. Like I think within the program, but I think they definitely have their eyes at a playoff spot. And if they do, I think yeah. they'd like to show up and play well. I think they're like you don't want to show up and just get rocked. So the the defense probably needs to improve even more. I, it's just, I guess what it is, it's just, it's hard to see. Like there's no, there's no clear difference makers that they have transferred in. There's some players that you like that maybe didn't work out at other places. There's some players that you like at Oregon that might improve a lot, but clearly the best player off the defense is gone um, off of a unit that outside of him was horrible. <laughs> yeah. I do think the the big area of improvement that we should see now now let's let's uh, it's the safety positions. Yeah. So I think I think even Oregon fans would say like the safety of you know, Steve Stevens and I think it was Brian Addison were not good last year. And so they bring in two transfers. They bring in uh, Tysheen Johnson from Old Miss, who was pretty good. And they bring in uh, Whiskey Baron uh, Evan Williams uh, <laughs> nice. out of Fresno State. Uh, and it's Fresno State. You know, you bring in a Fresno State corner. Okay, you know he could be he could be awesome. Let, like let's see, right. two four seven puts him as a four star transfer, so he could be okay. Right. Um. But but you would like like the 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 positive way of looking at this is okay. We shored up the safety at least better. Um. We have we have a lot of talent. We brought in some transfers to fill some holes in the secondary, and our front seven's better. Yeah. And if that's the case, I think I think they can get to twenty, and that's that's an opportunity to win the conference. Right. But yeah, I just. I don't think that this is a national title team, but this is a team that will compete for the conference. Now they have some teams they're going to have to deal with, right? Right. Obviously USC and Utah. Um, But I do think that they're going to be there. And when you take a look at this roster, like just the talent is so good. Yeah. And I do think this is a professional, like this is a professional staff. Yeah. So you would hope that that defense does get better. If you're an Oregon fan and your defense is like 30 or 35, like that's where you, I think even in year two, you have to start questioning how much did Dan Lanning do on defense at Oregon or at, at Georgia? Well, I mean, truly, you know? I mean, yeah, <laughs> truly. I mean, but he's gotta, I mean, like for Lanning, like you, this is like, um, who was it? I'm trying to remember. Like there was a coach that was like, this is your specialty. What's going on here? Like, why are you so bad? I mean, like Lanning has got to button up the defense, right? Like, yeah. um, he can't be a coach that just like, cause it's like the funny, the weird thing is like a lot of defensive coaches struggle to hire. Like, I mean, it's just like a weird thing. Like defensive coaches had had defensive coordinators and they become head coaches often struggle to hire offensive coordinators. Um, Lanning did not. He, he like, he made out and hit a home run higher, but like he, he hasn't been able to get his side of the ball figured out. But if they like, if they really do, I mean, if they got into like the top 15, like yeah. that's a really, really fun team. And, but the other part too is like, you know, we shouldn't like Washington's defense is going to get better. They were so bad. They have to get better. USC's defense is going to get better. They were so bad. They have to get better. Right. Like Oregon state's offense is going to get better right now. We'll see what happens with their defense. They lost a lot, you know, but like they play everybody, you know, they don't play, they don't miss anybody in the conference that like, you know, like this season at all. Now you do get, you do, you do luck out and you also get Colorado and Stanford <laughs> this season, but you know, like Washington state's offense is probably better with the new OC in there, right? Like you miss Arizona this year. That's probably good. Cause I do think Arizona, I don't, I mean, I think Oregon still beats Arizona like nine and a half times out of 10, but 
Arizona is a team that like on a hot day, like, like, like when they played Washington on a hot day can make your life a little miserable if they're hot on offense. Right. Like, um, particularly with the way they like to throw the ball around, but you miss them, but like, you've got to play Utah, Oregon state, USC, Washington, all of them. Um, you know, and you get USC at home, you get Oregon state at home. You're at Washington, you're at Utah. Um, you know, like it's a, do you think they, they like they're gonna they're gonna have to run the gauntlet this season to get to the top? Yeah, and the good thing is again if you're an Oregon if you're an Oregon fan, the talent is there to do it. Yeah, like th- this is a team that that really legitimately should be. I mean, there's a reason that the odds are low on them, um, and there's a chance there's a playoff. You know, if you squint, not even if you squint, if they just take care of business and beat the teams that they you know, they I mean they'll get there. Right, they, this team is good enough to do that. All right, let's move to Oregon State, which I think is even more kind of like fascinating. <laughs> this is like everybody's fun dark horse. Like I'm, just... yeah. <laughs> and let's do it right after this. All right, we're back. We're talking Oregon State football. I mean, we, let's just like, just. I'm not even. There's no preface. DJU transferred from Clemson, and this is the story. Like, right, like <laughs> this is the story like, for the first time in the history of ever. Like, because we've talked about like, just get us, just get a quarterback, Jonathan. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's like for the love of all that's good in the world. This is, you know, like, it was, it was funny. Somebody said, uh, I forget which quarterback. It was one of the USC castoffs. And JT was Daniels, story of, wasn't it? Yeah. And he asked for like a house and like, this is, this is ridiculous. He asked for a house. I'm like, how much is a house in Cordell? Right, like what is thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what did you, did he, did he want you to build it from scratch? Just get him a house, man. Like, yeah. What a, what a, like. I well, I think it's interesting with with them because um there's been a lot like because they got uh Adian Childs or Adian Childs the, the freshman quarterback that they brought in yeah. apparently is freaking awesome like he's he's really really good and he is the future of this program I think it's interesting because we had just talked about the drop off between Bo Nix and whoever the quarterback is like this is a this Oregon State program is the opposite of yeah. that because you have DJU. <laughs> You have Childs, who is supposed to be just tearing it up, and and then him with with Jonathan Smith, and then Ben Goldbranson came in as a true freshman, and he, he look he wasn't great, right? But he was fine. Like that's that's a good drop off. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, like I I, I think that I mean, look, and I and I want to say this because like I, I I made this argument about Penix, but Penix like at least had like some real like at least like when uh, DeBoer was there, like really good years at Indiana. Um, DJU, it was not his, like what happened at Clemson was not his fault. Like he wasn't great there, but like Clemson has a brand new offensive coordinator in for a reason, right? Like, I mean, and then now they made out, went out made, finally made a really good hire. And he also got beat out by another unbelievable five-star talent. Right. You know, so like, I don't think people should be looking at that and being like, oh, he's damaged goods. Like, buyer beware on damaged goods. Because, like, Jonathan Smith got Jake Luton to the NFL, which yeah, is exactly, like, exactly. like, which is just like, man, like, you, that is like, you can, like, you are practically, you could probably turn, like, you know, like dirt into gold at that point, you know, like, so I think, um, you know, and like the, the offense, now look, the offense still has a little bit of a pass catcher problem, but, a little bit of a pass yeah, I mean a lot problem. of a pass catcher problem, <laughs> but it doesn't have. I think what's interesting versus like last 
two seasons, you might say, is it doesn't have a quarterback problem, right? And like like we always talk about is like the offensive line with Jim Mahalchek there is rinse and repeat. It's going to be good, yeah, right? Like, And I, th- yeah. I actually think like people nationally – um, and I don't want to take all the credit for it for us for saying this, but like people nationally have started to catch on of like, yeah, the, the Beavs always have a really great offensive line. Like, duh, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the pa- <laughs> Welcome to the party. Pal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing that's interesting with me is you hear all this rumbling. Oh, Childs is Childs going to be the quarterback. I don't now. I will full disclosure. I wanted all the Charlie Brewer smoke 15 for 15 in the spring game, Charlie Brewer smoke. So, so let's, you know, I, I will like, call a spade a spade here. That's, that's so, like, that's like my one of just like when Utah fans come back to me and like, you don't know ball. And I was like, I fucking called that one. <laughs> like, you, Sorry, this is a family podcast, but like, I, like when Utah fans say that to me, I'm like, I'm going to go look on your Twitter feed to look for the Charlie Brewer tweets, my friends, because I was like, look out for Cam Rising, because I watched Charlie Brewer at Baylor. <laughs> so it is possible that I'm going down the same the same path where I'm like, oh, I want all the DJ you smoke. That guy's that guy's the truth. But this is more a play on I I think and I would if I were to bet money I would bet money that he's the quarterback the whole year yeah. Um, yeah unless he gets injured and this is a Jonathan Smith play where I just think that Jonathan Smith is going to come up with ways to be creative and actually unlock I just make him competent I don't th- I don't know if he has to be explosive he just has to be pretty good and I think he's pretty good here's the thing um, there's still going to be like last season like this offense was 35 overall in beta rank right like with basically a tight end and an offensive line and a running back <laughs> like that's an injured tight right. end too like Musgrave played four games or something right. like that yeah. like, that was what that was like that was the cupboard <laughs> right like yeah. And so you, you, and they still managed to be a middle of the power road, power five offense. Like they were not terribly explosive. They were pretty efficient. They had too many three and outs, few too many turnovers. They were 22 in effective rush still with basically no threat of a passing game, like zero threat of play action, right? Like, so even if your pass catchers aren't great, like you can play action DJU to death in this offense, right? Like you can, and defenses bite on play action no matter what. Like they'll bite on play action even if you don't have a running game. But if you do have an effective running game, they'll bite on play action, right? And like they should be like, I'm not saying that this offense is going to be amazing, but they should be significantly improved. And DJU gives them the threat of a passing game that I think is going to open things up. Um, for them, because I think last season you could you could basically sit in man coverage against them and yeah. stack the box because you knew what was coming. Yeah. The, so they returned Damian Martinez, who was just awesome last year. Uh, just a complete revelation. I think he was a true freshman. Uh, they bring back Deshaun Fenwick. I want to say one of their transfers transferred out, but like there's enough running, there's enough talent. They've recruited the uh, okay. <laughs> Where there's the, the running game is going to be fine, but if Martinez stays healthy, this I mean, like this running game is awesome. I never worry about them with running back either. They're like, oh, we lose this person. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, like it's like it's like I it's know, like Utah yeah. linebacker these days. You're like, yeah, well, that'd be good, you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, who's it going to be? I learned that less. I forget. It was BJ Baylor. I'm like, there's no way he's going to be better than the other guy. And he was, he yeah, was pretty darn good. Just, so. just like, who's this, who's this like two or three star from like nor- some Northern California high school that I've never heard of that like they unearthed. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, oh, well, he went for like 900 yards. Like, okay. Yeah, he's in the NFL now. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, the, the line's going to be good. Um, yeah, Jim Mahalchek, they return everybody except uh, their starting guard, by the way, too. Oh, so God. this is a great. Yeah, <laughs> this is the yeah. The, like the, they're at the point now where like their walk-ons are getting scholarship offers because Mahalchek is their coach. Like it, it is, it's it's great. It's cool. Yeah. It's a good story. No, they're at number eighteen in returning production on offense, and Bill Connolly's returning production, and they get DJU. Like I, there's just a lot to like on this side of the ball. Here's the here's the big gaping hole though, right? There is nobody on this team that is a proven pass catcher. No, like, no, like that's where it's like you gotta play action them to death. Like you gotta find ways. They do bring in Jermaine Terry. Yeah. Who is that he was the former four star tight end from Cal that didn't really do a whole lot there. Okay. Um it's possible that they can like and then the backup tight end behind them is a blocking tight end. Okay. So I think it might be Jack Velling, who was like this three-star guy, kind of a higher three-star tight end that might actually take the spot. And then it's after that, it's it's short. This is Arizona offense. Short guys and guys. <laughs> the Rich Rod? <laughs> the Rich Rod wide receiver room? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where like if you were playing like pickup basketball, you'd be like, none of these guys. None, none, <laughs> yeah, none of these right. guys are on my team. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, that's like, uh, and I, look, I mean, Oregon state has trouble, you know, like you're not going to be able to necessarily go out and recruit, you know, like, and, and even get out of the transfer portal guys that I think are going to unlock. Like, I think to your point, like they've got to coach up and get the most out of their tight ends that they can. I mean, this offense is set up to like wreck your life with seam routes out of the tight ends you know yeah, like, oh, for real. Yeah. And, and if if like truly if you if they can find a way to basically run the foot like they will they will be able to run the football and then like i mean they'd be like a they'd be Get like a tight they'd be like out, a fun version run, like yep. them in utah would basically have the same offense <laughs> um is i mean but that's I, I think that's entirely possible because i do think that the tight ends are to your point like talented enough to take some of the heat right like and and, and that's what they need is they just need something that can take like to be able to unlock the defense you know like be able to you know keep them from stacking the box and always coming in looking for the run game um and and look too i mean like i i i would say this because i think people often like people always blame the quarterback they're like of course and and on like the tv feed that we as you know normal people get to see like we have no idea what the wide receivers are doing so people be like the quarterbacks just hold on to the football i'm like that might be telling us something like there's information it's in like guys aren't getting yeah. open right? right like um i do think that though that the flip side of it is sometimes the quarterback's just not getting the ball out not getting things done so like i do i'm interested to see because i don't think we've seen any of these guys with a really competent quarterback so i'm interested to see if that they're a little better than maybe we think i'm not saying a lot better if they're a little better than maybe we think um but i do think to your point like unless somebody emerges i think the best version of this offense is probably a top 20 offense 
Um, not a top 10, like a top 20 offense where they're able to really get the tight ends involved and occasionally get the wide receivers involved. And when they do get the receivers involved, it's probably more off of play action. Um, and then, you know, like using the tight ends, you know, for, for stuff over the middle. And I think that would really work. Like to your point about the, the transfer from Cal, like, I mean, what was that guy's coaching? Like, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll get a lot more out of him in Oregon state. Like Oregon state truly is, is just like, send us your poor, your, you know, like your huddled (laughs) masses (laughs) and and we will take them and turn them into like a world beating economy. Um, like I think they can do that kind of thing with some cat like like some spare parts from other programs that didn't quite work out but i am like you know as much as we talk about this with utah like year in year out it feels like it's like it just doesn't feel like the wide receiver position is a real threat and that probably is going to place an upwards you know a top ceiling on the how far this offense can go yeah yeah no that that's absolutely so yeah if you're I, I t- top 20 is probably the ceiling, but the floor is high. Yeah. I, mean, I just, and, and I think like DJU needs to work to get into the NFL. Yeah. They're going to run him. Like, I think, I think they use his legs and I think they, I think he doesn't just sit back there when he, when he has to, I think he's going to have to get out and get around sometimes. Cause football outsiders just, had them at like number 10 in line yards. That's really good considering they have yeah. no passing game whatsoever <laughs> last season, right? Like, you know, what's coming. Um, you know, they had a high sack rate. They were 27 overall in sack rate, higher sack rate. And I think DJ is going to help them cut down on that um, for sure. I mean, like there's like, I think that there's real optimism, you know, about, you know, what, where this offense could be, um, even without, I mean, like, of course you would love it if someone had transferred in, it was a pass catcher. You, you would, like, like if you took Jacob cowing and like that went to Arizona and he, oh and he God. had yeah. like a, I mean, he had a bonkers year last year for Arizona too. So it's not like Arizona hasn't used him, but can you imagine him and Jonathan Smith's offense with DJU? Oh. like, holy moly. Right. Like all of a sudden this offense is like a top, like has like, top five potential that's crazy <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i can't i was shocked that they did bring in somebody that was you know because they they have in the past like Treshawn harrison was their best wide receiver last year yeah. if i'm not mistaken he was he was a florida state transfer like he, he came over from from the east coast and um you know they, they've tried to pull in like um makaya tongue is like a converted linebacker now he just totally didn't work out four-star wide receiver i think out of georgia so They've tried. They just didn't try this. Yeah. I mean, they either they didn't try. Or they didn't. They didn't land. Right. Um, I mean, getting a quarterback so let, is a big step for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that's true. Yeah. If if you if I had one or the other, there's the, there's definitely one I'm going to be leaning yeah. towards. Let's let's get to the defense and let's do that right after this. All right. Here's the problem. <laughs> here's the problem with the defense. We're back, by the way. <laughs> All the good players left. I, I mean, not all of them. I know. They, but like, so what? What was this defense, Rob? Because it was it was pretty darn good. I, like, I was shocked at how good. Yeah, this I mean, was we left. talked about the improvement they made year over year, right? Because like the year before, they had made huge strides, and I had to do a big, you know, and we are, you know, for the year they did huge strides, and I had to do a big mea culpa on Trent Bray because I was like, who? Like, they need to bring in somebody outside. The offense is really working. And Jonathan Smith knew what he was doing because they made the jump all the way up to eight overall in beta rank. This was far and away the best defense in the Pac-12. 
They were 12 at drive efficiency. They did a good job limiting teams' abilities to put together big plays. They were number six at explosive drives, um, number 19 in play efficiency, um, 28 negative drives. That's something they could certainly improve on, you know, more three and outs, more turnovers. They were number eight in effective rush. They were number 16 in effective pass. But to your point, um, and this is this is a tough one. They're at 92 in returning production. They've only got 52% coming back. Kind of a problem. Yeah. Kind of a problem. Um, the, let's start with the good news. And then we'll go to the bad. Yeah, you know, Cal football, Cal and Stanford football, the good news. Um, and then we'll get back to the bad news here. They do return a decent amount on the defensive line. Yeah. And the run defense uh, is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So two, two of the three, def- like, right. One of the things that we always complain about, right. Are defensive tackles. Why can't like cat, right. Cal, all of the Cal fan, the one Cal fan is net in his head right now where it's like, yes, we need defensive tackles. Are important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they returned both James Rawls and Isaac Hodgins. They moved like one, one of the things that was interesting was um, the defensive coordinator ended up shifting a bit of the defense to more fit the, the personnel that they have now. This should be a more comfortable scheme, uh, which we saw last yeah. year. Um, Andrew Chatfield was really pretty darn good at setting the edge. Uh, he was a, a Florida transfer. I just i I think the I think the front the front the front line's going to be good, right, or decent, decent enough, right? They'll be able to hold their own. I think they're still able to. I think that run number doesn't go far from where it's at. I think they're still able to really control the run. The worry, well, so so I, I was listening to um, uh, Hithlet. This is just something to keep a lookout for. I was listening to the uh, Quack Twelve podcast, and Hithlet had, had hit the inside run being a problem, where it was, um, you know, they were able to set the edge. The edge, the edge guys were pretty good. The tackles were decent, but it was just if you needed yards, you could run inside. So um, that's something to f- for me to keep an eye out when I'm watching Oregon State. Uh, football this coming year um but overall the numbers are pretty darn good in terms yeah, of yeah. being able to to keep the run under control um the linebackers is that that's where things i think get, get hairy because they had uh one like they had two really good linebackers one is transferred to miami and was immediately the best player on the defense yeah um and their second one was like drafted in the third round um in the nfl and which a that's awesome. Like, right. Those right. guys weren't even on the radar right. last year, but they're gone. So, uh, you know, they, they bring in, um, Easton Arnold, who was, um, a pretty highly rated. He was the backup last year. Uh, he's a mission high school, which is like kind of a powerhouse. They train people really well. Um, that high three star. So he should come in and then things get a little hairy. They got like, an Illinois transfer who got hurt and then transferred to, to, to another play. And then he got hurt again and hasn't really stood up. You know, he hasn't really been the guy. Um, they got a four-star linebacker from Utah. It seems like they bleed four four-star linebackers all the time, but kind of similar Rob to what we were talking about like Illinois or uh, we we're talking about like Alabama and some like cast offs from the big programs. When's the last time you've seen like a four-star Utah linebacker? And there's been a lot of them that have transferred actually be good like i i just feel like there's i I don't i don't trust that yeah there's some guy i mean there's some guys where you're like oh you transferred out you like the development track that they were potentially on but like there's some other time like i mean 
Utah Utah transfers don't tend to pan out for some reason. Yeah. Um, you're not wrong. I mean, like, there's. I I mean, look, I like I I like what Bray. I mean, I I've eaten all the crow on Bray. I like what Bray did, but I and I think that your point of like being able to try to find ways to put players in the best position to be successful. I think he will do that again, but I think we should expect some fall off on the backside of the, the back half of this defense, right? Like starting with the linebackers, um, that might open up the run game a little bit, right? Like for them too, because like those guys have run responsibilities um, directly, particularly like to Hippolyte's point inside. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I, you you want to like I I'm I'm a big believer that like coaching really matters um and I think that bears it out in the evidence but I do think that like I mean like Oregon State it is a team that is going to build a like build a defense and it feels like they built a defense up and got the right coordinator in place at the same time last season right and now like they lost some guys to the NFL and now they're going to have to like they're going to have to go back and build a little bit again. Right. Like it does like they're Oregon state doesn't feel like a place, at least on the defensive side that is going to be like plug and play. Like they'll be fine. They've just recruited dudes, whatever. Like, I I don't think that's the case. Like, I think these guys are going to get in, they're going to take some lumps. Um, and then if they're seasoned again by this season, like next season might be the year to talk about this Oregon state defense. Like, yeah, yeah. To be top 10 again. Right. Like, Oh, I hope. I mean, that'd be a, yeah. Like, I mean, I like. But I, I think this year is a step back, right? Like, I don't think it's like. I think with the defensive coordinator that they have in place, I think with the defensive line, like, I don't think they like fall off the map. Like, I mean, I think this is no. like a top yeah. twenty-five defense, but I don't know that it's a top ten defense again. I I don't think there's any chance that it's a top ten defense, but some of the pieces, like, so Melvin Jordan, like. You know, you're not going to recruit extremely well at Oregon State. Right. But some of the areas where they had holes at the linebacking core, like uh, uh, Mascaranis Arnold's, uh, Melvin Jordan, those were, those were some of the highest recruits they brought in. Yeah. And now they're redshirt and freshmen and sophomores. Yeah. They have a couple transfers. I just think it's not going to be great, but it but it might not be bad. Right. Um, on on the run defense, which is which is fine, because initially when I looked at this, I'm like, holy smokes, they're going to lose a ton of games. And I think that I think that if you get an uptick on the offense and the defense takes a step back, they can still be dangerous. I don't think they I don't think they compete for the title this year. I mean, we'll get to the secondary. I mean, I think that like if some things broke their way, they're a dark horse. I don't think they're a far, far off of some of these teams and i think that in a lot of these games you're going to say like oregon state's going to come in and they'll be like less than a seven point underdog i mean also like we're gonna but they sped up the games this season so you're gonna lose about a drive per team per game which will make I about that. Yeah. which will make the games a little tighter right like and so like a turnover here or there will matter a little more in the game's outcome um so or i think oregon state is going to be in a position to be a really tough out and like nail probably at least one upset on their schedule right of like somebody because like they're not going to be that far off the trouble is is like i don't think uh, to your point is like i don't think their ceiling this year is extremely high right like i think they're going to be a really good all-around team i think the offense improves the defense probably takes a step back um you they need they need some things to really break their way with players they, so like what we talked about, they need pass catchers to step up on offense and they need the back half of that defense, including the secondary to like B 
be nails from the get-go. Um, and I don't know that both of like, I think both of those things happening is unrealistic. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think one of those things happening, if you're Oregon State, you are pumped, right? Like, yeah. um, but I think even if neither of those things happen, you're still a really good football team that probably wins eight games, right? Like, which is fine. That's great. Yeah, I, I would absolutely take that. I think the corners are the biggest question mark here. And like you're saying, we're, we're, you need the, the pass catchers and the secondary. I think they'll be okay in, in the, um, I think the safeties will be okay. Cause they return a decent amount there, yeah. but corner, I mean, those, those guys like, and, and a perfect example of this is the way they handled USC. Like that was not a flu. No. That secondary was, good. yeah. Uh, they, they legit locked down those guys and they lose a lot of them. So, so they're relying on Juco transfers, redshirt freshmen that are, you know, there's a couple high three stars that are there. Um, you know, they, I think they're going to have to move like they're, they're starting nickel over to corner. I, th- I just think they're, they're kind of scraping right now yeah. for players that are going to be able to, to stop some really prolific offenses. So if they, if they go seven and five or something like that, this is why I think it's because, uh, the, the, they can't either, they can't move the ball, to the wide receivers and they can't stop wide receivers, yeah. but everything else I think is, is good. And I think the good news for them is they have two really highly rated, like kind of three and a half star true freshmen, you know, bordering on four star guys um, that are coming in this year. So I think if they see the fields, if you see Andrew Piper Jordan or uh, I think it's Jared McCoy on the field, you should go, oh no, yeah. <laughs> because that means everybody in front of them sucks. Right. But I think, I think that there is, a, there is a little, I can, I can squint and see a long term plan here. I think they've stepped up the recruiting a little bit. But yeah, like you're saying, I think this year's a drop off and just keep a lookout for those corners because yeah. that could, that could be a problem. Well, I mean, they get USC off the schedule this year. So that's a plus. Um, yeah. I mean, the game that like might, you know, like make or, I mean, I want to say like make or fully make or break their season is like they get UCLA at home. Um, you know, cause like they get, I mean, like, you know, the, the, they've got a decent set of like, I mean, you get San Jose state at home, then you get San Diego state at home. Um, and then you get Washington state all before you get to Utah. Right. And I'm sure they have an FCS game in there too. Um, but then you get a little bit of a break, you get Cal and then you get UCLA and then you've got Arizona, Colorado, Stanford teams. You're probably going to be favored against all three, you know, um, and then you get Washington and Oregon to finish the year, right? Like you definitely like you'd like to pick up, you get Washington at home, Oregon on the road. You'd like to pick up one. I mean, like out of, out of Utah, UCLA in Washington and Oregon, like if they were to go, if they go Owen four there, like they're probably a seven win team. Cause they probably drop one of the games against, you know, one of the lesser competition along the way. But if they win one, like you're, you might be talking about an eight win team. That's not, and, and they should be good enough to maybe win one of those games. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Like, I think it'll be an interesting team. Uh, clearly there is the, 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 the floor is fairly high. Yeah on the beeves and that speaks highly to what Jonathan Smith has been able to build. And I think that obviously when they play at home, they always stick like they, they just pour salt in both of your eyes and kick you in the balls. And like, that's just, that's how you start. And then they, and then they, then they wheel you out to play football. So I just, you know, just be wary of that. Well, and like, because I mean, like I think too is like, I mean, beware the beeves is spoiler, right? Because like all the top contenders play each other this season. Right. So like, 
the bees could ruin somebody's shot at the Pac-12 title, particularly like Oregon or Washington late in the season. Um, like that's a tough out, <laughs> you know, like yeah. having to go, you know, like, I mean, like, yeah, like, so they'll have like, they're, they're a team that's definitely going to have an influence on the, on the conference race, um, which is fun. I mean, like they're, they're, I mean, it's a, just, I don't know, just such a bummer. The Beavs are such a fun story. Jonathan Smith's such a fun story. He's not, I mean, like if they end up moving down, he's not going to stay, which sucks. No, like, no. Yeah. He's going to go get paid. Yeah. But hope you find a home. Yeah. Hope you guys find, have a good year. Enjoy the year, man. Like, you know, ride or die. Well, I mean, like they're the official, I mean, like truly like everyone, everyone is pulling for the beeves to like, just like this to be their year, to be their Cinderella story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, America's team. <laughs> truly the, the America's State team. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's, let's leave it there, Rob. I think, um, we've gone through a, a decent number of teams. You want to do the LA schools? Yeah. Next? Why not? They, they bring back most, you know, they didn't, they didn't dive 7,000 feet into the transfer portal. So that'll, that'll make it a little bit easier to do. Yeah. To do yeah. Of them. <laughs> um, well, maybe, maybe everybody. Chip Kelly will let us know if the five-star QB is going to be the starter. That would be nice. That'd be nice. He's going to be the starter. I know. He's, he's going <laughs> to be the starter. I mean, he started Dorian Thompson Robinson. Like, this is happening, right? Like, he has no, he doesn't have any fear about starting a freshman quarterback. I'm I'm so excited about it. like you see UCLA is going to be really freaking yeah. good this year. It's like and I and I'm the one that always is the opposite. I'm like ah, they no. don't have an offensive line and they don't have pass catchers. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like I've I I have learned my lesson and that is that is one of the and the, the new defensive about- coordinator is probably good. They got him off the Ravens staff. So. I know like you, UCLA is a fun dark horse that no one's talking about again, but like, I think in particular like that, if they get defensive improvement, like, Ooh, buddy. Oh yeah. Oregon state is getting none of my money from dark horse. It's all going to UCLA. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, every, every penny of it. <laughs> oh, they could, I mean, cause it was like, it'll be like last year when like, everybody's like, Holy moly, Washington's good. And then like Washington just goes into Pasadena and just gets boat raced by UCLA <laughs> like on national television and everyone was like oh <laughs> right. yeah oh oh my yeah. <laughs> well we will catch everybody next week Los Angeles schools hopefully we don't have much uh, more conference alignment other than good news for uh yeah you know, hopefully it's the, good news for, for everyone else yeah um thanks for tuning in and we will catch you next week thanks